We are back. It's been a while, but we're back and we're better than ever. And we're also in the car because we're in the car. Let me not forget, I'm Alyssa and I'm here with my wonderful husband. Everybody, this is Nate. Nate's so calm. I wonder how he ended up with somebody who's always so hyperactive like me. Um, We are in the car visiting family and we just came up with this awesome idea. Why not have our first two episodes to start off our season after a long hiatus being in the car. So next week episode will be in the car as well. That one will be a road trip episode. This one is more of a local trip episode. So if you hear any thumps and bumps, that's why. And hopefully (laughs) within the next few episodes, we can start recording so you're able to see some of the sites, which will mainly be where we're recording the next road trip episode and the next local trip episode we'll be able to have our surroundings being filmed all right so this episode is about dating in retrospect so Nate and I had a really interesting start and so here's some questions that are commonly always asked and then some questions that were left over from last season that we never really touched on so I kind of bunched them all into one found the ones that were about dating and we are going to dive into that Um, so this episode is dating in retrospect so let's start off I want you to ask yourself this question as we ask ourselves these questions this question which is our intro question Um, why do you date or why do people date so ask yourself that question if you have a significant other you can that person that question or you can ask yourself that question for some introspection um but i guess i will start why do people date well i don't know why people date but i know why i dated which was because i was lonely and i wanted to spend some time with someone that wasn't a female and uh yeah Nate, why do people date? Or you can talk about why you dated if you don't want us to be in your business. To have sex. Nate. All people date so they can have sex? Yes. (laughs) Final answer. Okay. Some people do date to have sex. But then some people aren't. Some people don't date, like, at all. And they still have sex. So, is that... Is that like to have safe? No, it's not safe sex. Is it safer to them sex? Final answer. Whatever. Well, I didn't date to have sex. I dated because I wanted companionship. And unfortunately, sometimes when you put yourself in the predicament to be exclusive or exclusively belong which is it's kind of possessive belong but exclusively be dating one person you do put yourself in the predicament to have premarital sex and um i believe that premarital sex can be a little not a little a lot devastating Uh, but it's always you're always able to be redeemed so 
Nate says to have sex. That's why people date. I say to spend time with the opposite sex. Or now, you know, nowadays, really always, there's always been same same sex sex relationships. But people date for companionship and sex. Even if you're a Christian, what do you eventually want to do? Get married and what? My, but that's, that's not the only. Well, it does talk about you know a man should. Huh. Anyway. Huh. You're right. You're right. Huh. You're right. You're right. But that's Mars. not. Anyway. Whatever. You're welcome. Whatever. So before we posted this episode, we um, posted a little homework. Some of you may have done it. Some of you may have not. If you didn't do it, you can put this on pause and go to Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you're looking at Facebook or Instagram, it is underscore the not double underscore. I'm just kidding. It's actually one underscore the double underscore not. And um, yeah, that homework was um, it was a Venn diagram. And it probably really shouldn't have been a Venn diagram. Really two circles. You are um, looking for someone to have all these qualities and traits. But have you ever talked about what you bring to the table? And I originally got that from like a meme. But it was so good because I've seen girls and guys. And even, oh gosh, I'm so glad I'm not on the dating scene anymore. I'm sorry. Guys will be like, I need my girl. I remember one dude was like, oh, I need my girl to look good. Her toes need to be done. Her hair needs to be looking good all the time. And this particular individual was not one to even get a haircut every two weeks. But you talk about you want your girl to have her toes and her nails and her hair done. Yeah, it was was after high school. Oh, did I know them? Oh no 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 no! This was before I met you, but and it wasn't like somebody like a love interest. It was just a friend. But I was I just like, wanted to know who was ugly and didn't have their hair done. I didn't say the person was ugly. I said the person didn't get their haircuts every two weeks. AKA Nate, when's the last time you got a haircut? Before the last time you got a haircut? That's different. Why? How? I have. My barber is not in my locale, so. Your barber is not. Well, maybe his plus, barber was plus, not. In plus, his. plus, COVID. Okay, okay. I'll leave you alone for that one because I've seen some people looking pretty hairy for COVID, the COVID times. Just not. Don't want to get COVID so you risk your looks. That's all right. That's good. You care more about your health, the inside rather than the outside. That's awesome. Um,. But the reason why that homework was posted is because um, I think a lot of times we always know what we... So, there are two things, right? We always have our list of what the guy or girl should have or possess. But we don't always talk about the qualities that we have. Or sometimes we know what we bring to the table. But maybe we don't know what we're looking for. And that's where you can kind of get caught up. Um, and in, in a Facebook Live, I talked a lot about character. Um, I remember I had one friend who was like, you know, and this is for, you know, Christians. If you're not a Christian, please don't even take offense to what I'm about to say. But she was a Christian. And she was like, oh, you know, um, I need me somebody who's put together. But um, 
you know, he doesn't have to be a Christian because I can change that over time. And I was like, no, you can't. And she and I just really, we went back and forth and I was like, you can't change that. You can never, like, I mean, if you were to help that, it would be a hard, long road. Very rarely is it not a hard, long road. So anyway, we talked a lot about character, um, character in the Instagram live or it's an IGTV video that is still on our uh, Instagram. So underscore the double underscore not. And not is spelled with a K because it's like tying the knot if y'all didn't catch on to that. Because we talk about everything that marriage is and is not. And your girl forgot the intro. But you know what? New season, new me, new us. So, anyway, so um, I think for me, I knew what I brought to the table character-wise, but I did not know what I wanted in a guy. I just knew I wanted a guy, and that's where I fell into trouble. Because if you would ask me what I was looking for, I would say somebody who likes me. And you betcha, a whole bunch of those jokers came around like, "Oh, I like you. Yeah, you could you could say you like somebody." So I think it's important to know what you want, but to be realistic. About character traits but it's also important to know what you possess because you asking people for to be a certain way and have all this and you can't even get your haircuts every two weeks and and that's you know COVID. before covid anyway that's a shallow that's shallow anyway we have these questions and there are 10 questions and we try to answer them within the hour um so because uh, we'll be to our families in an hour okay so number one, what does healthy dating look like to you, Nate? Um, healthy dating is all about the stages, all about progression. It's about not rushing. Uh, yeah. Huh. That's a, that's a good answer. Healthy dating looks to me like. Yeah, I I side with Nate, like, not rushing, taking your time. I remember there were instances where guys would say, like, this is is your time frame. Like, you either have to pick if you want to be with me or not, type of thing. And it wasn't, like, be with me, like, you know, like, like, if you want to date, even date them. It'd be early on, do you want me or not? Okay, bro, we've been on two dates. That would cause some anxiety. So the stages, like you pointed out, Nate, that's so important. If you ever feel anxious about something, a guy or a girl, you feel rushed or pressured, uh, I, I, I wouldn't do it. Well, it's about being aware. So like, when you get in a relationship, you're like, oh, this is great. We like each other, especially if you guys have chemistry. Oh, we like each other. We really feel each other. Um, this is person so amazing. And you should be able to recognize that stage is the infatuation stage. Um, and you're saying, okay, in this moment, I'm not going to make any decisions. I'm going to continue to expose myself, uh, or excuse me, I'm going to continue to uh, interact with this person on a certain level. Um, not, and by expose, I mean you're not going to give this person your heart. Uh, I would, refer, I would highly suggest uh vehemently suggest against any uh sexual intercourse because that only adds to the infatuation that you might have 
again, we're, I'm talking about stages. And in that first stage, you think everything's hunky-dory, but it's not. Um, oh, sorry, it is, but that's not how it's going to stay. Um, so it's about not making the decisions that get you tied to this person before you really are sure whether you want to be tied to them. Yeah, that that's so good. I agree. Because everybody... Why can't it just be like it was in the beginning? Because the beginning was... A lie! <laughs> it was the beginning, you know? It was... Remember what I said. What is dating about? Having sex. And what do people do to have sex? They lie. You lie. I don't lie. <laughs> Did y'all hear that lie? Oh! I don't lie to get people in bed because... You're the only person in my bed, but I never lied. I guess because I'm a woman. So. Okay. Keep lying to yourself. <laughs> anyway. Question number two. Should couples date in high school? For what? Uh, why? Uh, we'll let Nate and his passionate self go first because we have children. So now he's probably thinking in terms of our kids, like, why y'all dating? So go ahead. What you want to date for? That's a, I just want to know. Answer my question, then I can answer yours. Why? I used to get so mad at my mom when I'd be like, Mom, can I have a boyfriend? And I was in high school. She'd be like, why? What's the point? Like, what's your end goal? And I would get so frustrated because I knew that the person I was looking at dating was not who I was going to marry or who I wanted to marry but I just wanted to spend time with someone so she was like so that person is your friend that you like but that's not your boyfriend and even when I like claimed myself having a boyfriend she'd be like that's not your boyfriend (laughs) like she made it clear like you're not dating you like somebody they like you and y'all are friends because this ain't the person for you and I'll be darned if you end up stuck I'm sure she had a lot more tact than I have with saying it but I as a mother I get where um her point I'll say as a teacher I think emotions are just running way to you're you're like I don't know you you don't know yourself yet and how can well I don't want to say how can you get to know somebody when you get in because you're still getting to know yourself but it's like your brain's not fully developed you got all these options and your hormones are everywhere so like in retrospect um, I would not date in high school because I ugh, I was ugh, ugh, emotionally unstable. <laughs> in retrospect, why? Right. In retrospect, what's the point? Now, if one of the kids came and they were like, I'm so in love and I'm going to just do it anyway. I don't know what I would do then. I don't know. I mean, I would be like, you know what, honey? I'm going to tell you. And this is what I learned from watching, like, a, a Chip Ingram. He's like, I, I'm going to let you and the Lord decide on this one. How about you pray on it and go based on what the Lord, tell, you know, leads you to do? Um, I just, even Ooh, if you've got. <laughs> what the fuck? Nate! Youth group dating, too, is like. And they did not say the F word. He said F-U-Q, which to me is still wrong, but... I said the... I said... That don't make no sense is what I said. Right. Because we don't use profanity, but anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, I said the foolishness is what I said. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't...
don't think people should. I don't think you should date in high school. I'm sorry to bust your bubble. I mean, if you want to pray about it, pray about it. My kids ain't gonna pray about it. They can pray to me about it, and I pr- I'm gonna pray to God about it, and then I'll come back and give them an answer. You can't tell said. them how to pray. You're right. You're right. I don't think you're it's right. A, but I, me, we'll pray together, and then we'll, we'll pray together, and God's gonna give us an answer. I'm going to have the right answer. You might have a different answer, <laughs> oh my God. but my answer is the right answer. What about people who marry high school sweethearts? That is awesome. My uncle is like that. And I believe that happens. Just not That is you. the exception and should not be the rule. Well, thanks. So when we pray about it, me and my son, me and my daughter, we're going to pray hard and long about it. But just understand, the answer I get from God is going to be the right answer. I don't know what answer you get, but if it don't match my answer, you need to pray again. You know your speaker's going off? Your palm gear device keeps turning on and off. Oh, that's what I'm hearing. It's pushed against something, so... Anyway. I can do Can the... I can pull over if you want me to. No, it's fine. Can the right girl... Hey, hold the wheel. I can do something. Hold the steering wheel. Oh, my gosh. Nate, we're on the highway, too. Nate. Okay, can the right... I got it. Hold the wheel. Yeah, go, go, go. Okay, no, I can't fake it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Can the right girl make a guy ready? Ready to be together, I guess. Can the right girl... Right, I put that in quotes. Make the guy... A guy, not the guy. So so let's let's break down the question. There is a a guy, a male, right? And he meets a female. This female then what was the question makes him ready. Is that right? Kind of like pushes him. So and- this female does what to make him ready? Well, he really likes her, maybe, and, okay. and, you know, he doesn't have his stuff together, but she, like, kind of, like, I don't know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to date you until, or, you know, she has high standards, but he really likes her. Okay. Will that kind of, like, propel or be a catalyst for him to get his life together? I'm talking about more of a specific reference so, that we both are familiar with. So, the answer is... I believe, again, an exception to the rule because, yes, because look, this is not specific, that, that answer, the, the scenario is not specific to dating, right? I could be a bum on the street and then I meet a guy who's a, who's a very uh, successful engineer or not even successful. I can meet another teacher. I can meet another guy. And this guy helps to encourage me, motivate me. Wait, are you talking about you as a person? Like as a man, you meet another guy. Oh, you're yes, like yes, a mentor. Yes, yes, a mentor. Yes, yes, yes. You need to verify because I'm thinking you talk about you about to meet another man. Okay, go no, ahead. No, 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 no. Right. So your question was in the terms of a guy meets a girl. And as they engage in romantic relationship, she encourages him and essentially makes him into somebody, right? Um so they don't have to be in a relationship cuz I because I just the, said because of the romantic direction they want to go in the it, right, it, right. It, it it motivates this person to this guy, I mean, or girl if the shoes on the other foot. But most of the time it's the guy, but it motivates this person 
to do some actions that begin to build better habits and see better success. Right. So, again, that can happen outside of a romantic relationship. We're not talking about outside of a romantic relationship. Well, we, we have to start there. Because here's, here's the issue. Since it, since it can happen outside of a romantic relationship, there is a lot of... Um, and also, So here's the difference. Outside of a romantic relationship, it's just me helping somebody or somebody helping me, right? Two people trying to get to the same goal. Within a romantic relationship, it's two people getting to the same goal and one person and you're both emotionally anchored to each other. And if something negative happens, I believe the consequences could be a lot more uh, damaging. So can it happen? Yes. Is it safe? No. So, can I bring home a rabid pit bull? I could. Oh, should Should I? Probably not. Right? Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, I think that a guy, as men are leaders innately, and I think a guy can see a girl and know that he does not necessarily meet or match her standards and he can say to himself I think I really want this girl I'm going to work so that I can be a, the type of person that she can that's not, she that's would not like to that we well that was the question I was asking that was what you were trying to ask and that's a, that's good now from here I guess here's what I'm here's what I'm saying <laughs> from the woman's perspective right or the person who is the inspiration that person cannot that person has to be careful. That's what well, I Well, what if she doesn't know? Then it's fine. She don't know. What if... She, I'm not talking about, like... Okay, so... And, and I, I messed up. So, for a girl... For ladies, like, don't go out and be like, Oh, I'm gonna set my standards so high that he has to work to be with me so he'll change. No. I'm talking about it from a guy's point of view. A guy who just can't find himself yeah, out of a rut. Yeah. Um, And then, like you know can't can't take get himself out of a rut but then he you know encounters some woman or girl and he's like you know what i need to get myself together because i like that girl facts okay so sorry confused so ladies you know please don't be like i'm gonna set my i'm gonna make myself be so desirable that he'll change because he's probably not gonna change i was talking about from a, a guy's perspective um, and then it says, how did, or how or did sex before marriage damage your intimacy? I'll let you go first. No, you go first. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, that question is kind of, it's not heavy, but it's, it's, it's like, okay, for me. I feel like sex before marriage, it damages your uh, anticipation. 
things. I feel like, you know, even though most people say their wedding night probably wasn't the best because it was painful, you know, whatever. And, and you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into those details. It's still nice to know that there's only one person in the world that you've ever been with. And, you know, the other way around. So I feel like sometimes you come into a marriage and you've already you know slept with that person or slept with someone else you feel kind of like damaged goods me i don't know about anybody else some people say i'm a born again version and they name it and they claim it and they grab it and they hold to it and it doesn't bother them but for me i kind of felt like uh it was hard to hard to not view myself as less than because being you know a christian the idea is that you want to you want to uphold that your purity and save it for one special person and we don't do that you begin to question and even up until today i think every now and then there'll be little like moments where i feel like oh you know maybe if i would have waited i wouldn't i wouldn't be so thoughts will always come in your head I'm mean, every now and then about what you should have done or you could have done or you would have done um but I would say how it damaged my intimacy is it just took away the anticipation you know you talk about a wedding night and you don't know what to expect and you know that kind of just adds to the experience and unfortunately I, I didn't have that experience and Nate, Nate and I didn't have that experience and, you know, it would be nice to know what that's like. But, um, and I, and two, I've heard a lot of people say, like, it's good to just wait um, because you don't have anything or anyone to compare your spouse to. Um, your only experience has ever been with that person. And I think that's important, too. And not saying that if you are not a virgin, your life is ruined because if that were the case I'd be super ruined but uh it does like I said kind of the anticipation is not the same and it feel it's I feel like it feels less safe sometimes um for me anyway I don't know about anybody else but you know whoopsies Nate you can go I'm sorry I, I I'm just trying to find a way to answer it without being super sappy or super dry but I feel like I tend to air on either extreme i really can't be in the middle so there's that um so i'm gonna give you two point of views uh one is without without the the my just i guess no both are both are from my 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 life which is uh centered in a Bible-based, Jesus is Christ, fully God, fully man, Trinity, etc. That's how I live my life. That's how I get out my principles. First thing, um, the union of man and woman. I'm not talking about marriage. The union of man and woman that God created was one man and woman. One, one man and one woman. Um, designed to be together in unity uh, for, for their life. Um, and with that, your 
sexuality is the same thing as everything else that we have in this life. It's not ours. It's God's. And what we're supposed to do with it is bring, give him glory. What we're supposed to do with it is honor him. Um, what we're supposed to do with it is use it in the manner and the purpose that of which he gave it to us. Um, and biblically, our sexuality is designed, supposed to be for one person. Now, there are, of course, exceptions. So I'm not talking about those exceptions. God redeems all circumstances because he can. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's all gracious to give us the opportunity when we repent from our sin to redeem those things. Um, but the purpose in which he created our sexuality was for the union of men and women. And out of that context, it's not pleasing to him. Second thing, that is, it brings so much baggage, yo. When you are intimate with somebody else, right? So I, I just say this, right? Even if you are not intimate even if you're intimate with a lot of people and um, you're not emotionally attached to them, right? Because you're not bringing that emotional baggage. If somebody asks you, what's your body count? Yes, you have your freedom if you so choose. If you're not, uh, if you choose not to, to be of any type of uh, religion that has a principle on, on your sexuality. Somebody asks you what your body count is and you, you just, you're just free with it. You're free with your sexuality. You're still bringing those experiences into that bedroom with the person that you're saying you choose to be. And this is, this is kind of, this is kind of the context that we have to make sure we're saying, if you don't believe in marriage, then this doesn't apply to you. Right? If you don't believe that you eventually are, or you're, if you don't believe that you can find one person and be with that person for the rest of your life, then this doesn't apply to you. You just have to be sure that's what it is before you make those other choices because that does have consequences. Now, if you believe that marriage is one man, one woman for eternity, then you've got to say, okay, the, the things that I'm doing now, how do these things potentially impact myself and the person that I hope to be, not your spouse, right? The person that you hope to be in your future relationship. Because, for example, if you have kids outside of the person that you're married to, well, now you're not only the father of the person you're married, but your father and you're joined to your, your baby mom, your baby dad outside of the marriage. So you are a person who, who has to play two, two different roles in two different people's lives. So that's what I mean by baggage. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. And I think too it, it complicates things is um you know even if you don't consciously acknowledge that all the sexual partners and encounters that you've had um 
impact you they do because I feel like I've you know instances where I've spoken to people and they said well you know I've had sex with you know 30 people and again like Nate said God redeems so I feel like you know if you're saved and you know you had a high body count and you repent and you have a relationship with the Lord um, it's different but people who right Right, and I want to make that clear because I remember one time I was watching these videos on YouTube about our first night together. A lot of Christian couples make those videos, our first night together, what it was like to be virgins and to be married. I remember I had um, a friend who her and her husband, or she and her husband were both virgins when they got married. And I remember, you know, she was like, you weren't a virgin when you got married? She was like, oh, you know, kind of judgy a little bit. And I was just like... Listen, I, this is what, maybe I trust people too much, but anyway, um, yeah, I lost it because you just said, no, she wasn't. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, I really lost my train of thought, Nate. Why you say that about the girl? Because people lie. I don't think she was judging you. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying no, she wasn't a virgin, she was lying. Oh, no. You said she was she her response was, "Oh, you weren't a virgin." Like she was judging. I don't think she was judging you. If it's the same person I think we're talking about. But that's neither here nor there. It might not be the same person. But um yeah, I mean, people have said like, oh, well, in order to be satisfied, I need this, 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 and that to happen. And I'll be like, what? That don't, that doesn't make sense. Girls will say different things too. And, and I'm just like, uh, how did you learn to that these were your desires or this was your expectation or what you need if you never experienced it? So now you start to have um, little fetishes and you bring those into your marriage and you want this and that to happen. Those will always happen. But then I've had people say, um, I like the idea of sex. And this is within the confines of marriage. People who have had a lot of premarital sex and I've spoken to. I like the idea of having sex, but when it comes time to do it, I kind of feel shy. I feel nervous and I don't like it anymore. I liked it when I was young, but I don't like it anymore. And I feel like people swear this will never happen to them. Because I remember I read Every Young Woman's Battle when I was, you know, still virgin. And I was like, that ain't going to happen to me. And I mean, verbatim what the girl described happened to her, happened to me. Just, And it, it just, it's just, it, we could go on and on. Um, I, I don't know where I heard this interesting note. Somebody we were talking about like somebody was saying I listen to a lot of stuff. Somebody was saying, um, "Oh, if that's the way God created it, how come like all the biblical figures in the Bible you see have multiple wives?" And I was like, "Every figure." And they commented. The reply was, "Every figure that you see having multiple wives never had it easy. They were all uh, maybe like cursed." But basically, there was no good fruit out of it. I thought that was an interesting point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I never ever heard that before. Or maybe I don't follow enough 
introspective Christian bloggers, but I, um, yeah, you could just go on and on on this topic. I just feel like people, you know, especially girls, I'm living my best life. I don't know what my body count is. And this is not to say, you know, to shame anybody, but those things always, every action has a, there's a consequence. And I just feel like if you can wait, if to every action there's a reaction if you could just even if you've had sex with you can't even count anymore stop now and and stop adding people to that you know that list preserve something for yourself i and it just this is too loaded so i'm just gonna move on to five uh can couples recover or come back from sex before marriage and if so how yes nate says yes i say never you're doomed uh just playing yes i feel like we're the prime example we had sex before marriage obviously but uh, you know we had uh, got pregnant before we were married but i feel like god is so good and he's so full of grace and he redeems things that humans deem you know lost broken forever and i i really do think that if you and your partner are willing to put the work in and surrender your lives to the lord and listen as he speaks and really live based on his word i'm not saying you'll never have issues i'm not saying that you know some of these fetishes won't ever come up again through therapy through mentorship through listening to the word and surrendering your life to the lord i really do believe and know uh, you can be redeemed um, God is so good and I love that quote by Trip Lee Um, it makes no sense to follow flesh because the inventor always knows the product best and God knows that we're going to make mistakes either you know um, and, and I always feel like we and I don't know enough about the brain and 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 psychology but I think that um we're trainable um we spend a lot of time in and around something and we become a product of that so that i think yes uh you know the answer is yes like you said we are um first-hand products of that um the how the how comes in um by making uh Making Jesus first. Uh, here's what here, I, I, that's so uh, cliche, man. I, I really it's so well you can call Christianese because it's such an easy answer without any kind of like steps, you know. Um, so here's here's what I would suggest: one, repent. What does repent mean? To turn away from. So um, either now, if 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 you're before you are uh, married, engaged. Or if you're already, you repent. You say, Lord, I understand that this wasn't what you wanted. And I, I, I was disobedient, defied. My heart was, uh, my heart was in rebellion. And immediately right now, God, I submit these actions. And more importantly, I submit the attitude of my heart to you. It's just a prayer that you acknowledge and that you just surrender to God. And then two, you start to now let God do the work of changing your attitude, changing the way your heart feels about this thing. Because that's what God really wants to do. More than anything, he's going to change your actions through the posture of your heart. Um, How does he do that? 
meditation, uh, spending time with him daily, uh, reading the word, reading the Bible, understanding firsthand how God feels about it, and then um, being surrounded, encouraged in a community by people who are like-minded and really want to see you get to what you want, which is that freedom. Um, That's what I think. And being obedient, because I think sometimes people will be like, oh, it's all right, we already got a kid, might as well keep going, or, oh, it's all right, well, you know, we already done it so many times, don't matter, we're just going to do it more, and it's like, g- trust God when he says, uh, the word says, and it was when, um, it was the donkey, anyway, I'm not, uh, he's not a man that he should lie, and I feel like people often put God in this human box, like, okay, well, uh, I can kind of tweak his word or I can make it work for me um, or based on my situation it doesn't apply but it does and talking from experiences even us you know already pregnant we were still you know engaging and I just feel like um, you can be redeemed you just have to be willing to again like I said and like Nate mentioned surrender and be obedient um so, yeah. Six, how did you know or how do you know someone is the one? So, Nate, how did you know I was the one? Or how, in general, does a person know that someone is the one? You don't know, Spider-Man. Oh, my God. It's just a leap of faith. Oh, my gosh. You watch too much TV. Um, yeah, I guess I was going to say I, you don't know. You don't know. Um, oh, but- for real? <laughs> Nah, for real. Oh, that was that was just that was just my Spider-Man. Answer. I felt that I felt that was fitting. I don't know. I I I, I might have a different. Let me think about it. I feel like with me, I am a very per- I'm a person <laughs> who's very in tune with um, people's spirit. Some people call it a vibe, whatever. Um, I feel like every other relationship or every other person that I tried to see or look at romantically, there was always some hesitation. There was always so much anxiety associated with the relationship. Um, I felt like the steps were rushed. I felt like from the beginning, I just knew that it wasn't right. Um, And I would still like kind of engage and be in the relationship, you know, But I always knew I was wasting my time. I felt like I was wasting my time because I knew that there were those character traits that I wanted. A selfless individual who loved the Lord and listened and was willing to hear from the Lord and be obedient. That's what I knew that I needed. I mentioned earlier not having really a list or set things, just somebody who liked me. But as I matured, I didn't know. You know, you guys you guys know that song, I didn't know. I can't sing, but that I was starving till I tasted you. That was Nate. I didn't know. Oh, you didn't know, oh, you, didn't know, know you were name. starving? No. Ado, no. Ado, uh. Anyway, so. Ado. Nate, we You were starving. Nate, are you done? Then you met me. Nate! You got four. Oh my god! Oh snap! Oh snap! Anyway, Your so Sorry. anyway, so I didn't know what I was looking for or what I wanted, but I knew that once I met or saw, experienced being with that person, not sexually, but around, talking to, communicating with, that that it was right. And I remember I went on a date. Your boy was sweet. Sorry. 
Sorry. Okay, you feeling yourself too much because I could tell some stories about how you was not sweet. It took some work. I was I was like a, a, a sour patch kid, probably. No, 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 no. You were like a roller coaster. <laughs> let's get it right. Let's not even go. Let's for anyway. We are asked one question. So the question is, how did you know? I just knew because um, you know I went on our first date with Nate. Nothing was rushed. Nate mentioned those stages. Nate never really forced me into anything. He was a perfect gentleman. And people could fake being a perfect gentleman. But Nate was just so giving. I remember one time I was like throwing up during my period. And Nate was they came over and like cleaned the throw up up with his bare, not bare hands, but he used the rag. Um, I had strep throat one time. And he took me to the doctor. I mean, Nate was my shoulder to cry on when I was experiencing all kinds of like he would just sit and listen to me talk and some I I, I don't talk as much but I still talk a lot but I used to talk a lot and what? Nate would just sit no I don't anyway be quiet so <laughs> Nate trying to play me um whatever um but Nate was just patient and some guys you could tell they could well some guys are tricksters you really have to be careful but it was the character traits the fundamental character traits that Nate embodied selflessness loving the Lord genuinely and didn't want to do anything to disrupt his relationship with the Lord um and he was honest with himself and I like that Uh, He was so honest with himself and with me. Um, You know, he knew that he was an individual who needed work. He was working on himself. And he was honest all the way. So transparent. It just felt so peaceful to be with and around him. We could just do nothing. And it was just a time well spent. He, He, you know, he enjoyed spending time with himself. And figuring out who he was. And I think that was amazing. Like Nate wanted to be alone sometimes. And just spend time by himself. So he could recenter himself. And I loved that. And even though I would prefer at the time. I was super needy. uh, Now I'd be like go spend time with yourself Nate. But. (laughs) He would just be like Alyssa I need a moment. And he would recharge. And he was just. He was my absolute hero. Like Nate. God used Nate to be my hero, and I'm so grateful. Um, just like I said, super selfless and dependable and honest. So there. Um, give me the question one more time. Nate, after I done gave that whole sentimental spiel, okay, how did you know that blank was the one? So there's two things that to answer the question to evaluate. One, um. This, this is one of the biggest principles I live by. The Bible says you judge a tree by its fruit. Um, is this tree bearing good fruit? Uh, is it bearing good fruit in your light? Is it the fruit that you need? Because um, some trees bear fruit that's good, but it's not what it's not for you. So is this tree bearing good fruit that you need? Is it fruits of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Um, and how does, how does this person's fruit, how does this person in your life bear good fruit are you finding that this person helps you to um they help encourage you help to uh 
help you to focus on your goals? Are they helping you to, uh, are, are they helping to make you kind of look at yourself and, uh, and grow yourself? Um, your anger issues, your, uh, any tragic trauma that you might have. Is this person helping to bear good fruit? Is God using this person to help you grow? Um, now it's going to be uncomfortable. There's a difference between uncomfortable growth and then just like trauma growth. God does uncomfortable growth. Not like this person's a pain in my butt all the time. Growth. Differentiate that. Um, the second thing is marriage is about sacrifice. Is this person that you want to sacrifice for the rest of your life? Right? Uh, biblically, marriage is not 50%, 50%. It's 100, 100. The Bible says, um, <laughs> it says women's wives submit to your, submit to your husbands, right? Something like that? Yeah. You see, I don't remember that part. I don't know that part because the next part says men or might be the part before that. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Right? So we all we always get hyped up on that first part. And then God turns right around and he says, guys, do what I did for your wives. Die for your wives regularly, every single day. Right? So for those who don't think men are supposed to submit or do whatever, marriage is 100-100. So the question is, one, first question is this person bearing good fruit and is this fruit good for me? Second question. Since marriage is about 100-100, since marriage is about sacrifice, am I willing to die as Christ did for this person every day? If you're not, then one, you shouldn't be married or two, this might not be the person you're supposed to do that for. And that's okay. But if you can't answer those two questions, then... Now, as it pertains to Alyssa, the answer was yes and yes. So cute. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think we get so caught up, too, especially girls, like, he's too nice or, you know, he... um, He's too available. Guys always say like, "Oh, girls don't like nice guys," but I, don't, but I say they don't because they don't know what kind of fruit they really want. Well, that's what I was going to say. Oh, if my you, bad. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that, no, that's okay. Um, Forgive me. I do. Um, Still love me. Not if you keep interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> but if you. If this person is not somebody who you can submit to on the other end of that scripture, seriously, like, think about it. Is he disciplined? Again, the same thing with the character traits. Is this someone I want to be a father to my children, someone who they will look up to? Or if you don't want to have children, um, is this someone who I trust to hear from God and relay that information to me and govern our household um, as such? And am I willing to hear from Uh, follow his lead as the lord leads him um and if the person you're dating is someone you're dragging along or if the person you're dating is someone who um you know plays hard to get all the time you want to be married to a man you can't reach on the phone or someone who's super duper controlling um you just remember what you see now 
is amplified by 10,000 when y'all are together all the time, living in the same house, sharing uh, accounts. And yes, you should share accounts when you're married. I don't want to hear that separate account stuff, I, but that's a different topic. Uh, okay, that's a different topic. A different topic. So, anyway. Um, I have a different point of view, but we have the same point of view. I just have different well, we could talk about that on a different episode. Um, last one. We're running out of time. Two questions that we have to fit in in eight minutes. Number one is, how would you have liked to propose? Or or how would you have liked to been proposed to? And that is for people who also are dating and um, expecting to get married soon or whatever. We're not even dating Um, But for us, we never got that opportunity. We kind of just decided together, like, you know, it's we should get married. We make this thing a family. I love you. You love me. You have everything I'm looking for. We always plan to be married. Just kind of got uh, pushed. Time hotline accelerated uh, with, you know, um, us having a child. Our wonderful blessing, who is amazing and smart and awesome. Uh, but how would you have liked to propose, and how would you have liked to have been proposed to? So I'll go first. Um, I want Nate won't believe this, but I wanted to be our daughter singing bingo, B I N G O. She's so funny. Um, I would like to have been proposed to in front of a lot of people. And he, I think he didn't think that I wanted that. Because even after we got married, well, we were planning to get married and I had the ring and everything. There were times when we were out and I was like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And I remember one time I brought it up. I was like, you didn't propose tonight. Because he he talked about like, I don't want to rob you of that experience. Even though we agree that we are getting married, um, I want you to be able to be proposed to. And, you know, so I thought he was going to propose to me in front of our friends and family. Um... And, and we went to this public one of his brother's shows one time and I swore he oh, was going to get on the mic and propose to me so I wore something cute I like gelled my hair and I was like who was getting late you know my friend was there I was like who was getting late it's getting late I haven't been proposed to and the night ended and I, get, I didn't get proposed to so after that I kind of I was like uh, it's not going to happen um, but I would have liked to have been proposed to in front of friends and family um, and them just cheering for us them kind of helping him put it together so that um i'm super surprised never expecting it just so it could be like a a community uh effort and my mom and my dad everybody knows except for me my friends and they make it really special whatever that looks like but i know that i wanted people to experience that um that with us and so yeah that when you know in addition to us not having a big wedding that was another thing i was like okay well you know but anyway that's me what about you how would you have liked to propose (laughs) on the moon wonderful too bad we can't get there and then the last one what if your significant other has debt um, should you marry a person who has debt? Yes. Okay. You got three minutes to explain. No, that's it. Oh, Again, okay. it, it goes back to the my, my thing. Should you should you marry a person? Yes. It, you look at the fruit, right? Like they have debt. Where does this debt come from? 
Are they open with you about the debt? I mean, more times than not, they're not going to be. Um, what kind of debt is it? Is it debt to a loan shark? Is it debt to uh, like a strip club? Like, it's going to... GameStop? To GameStop? <laughs> there you go. And you look at it and you say, okay, what does this tell me about this person? This is the fruit that they've borne in their life. What does it tell me about them? Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to take this into mind. And then I'm going to make my decision. Um, That shouldn't be the only reason why you say no or yes to somebody. But it should be one of the factors. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, and I say yeah. You know, when I'm... Before I married Nate, we were dating. I remember one time, um, you know, he was living outside of, obviously, his parents' house. But he was still getting mail at his parents' house. And I think his mom might have peeked and saw that he received a couple letters saying that he had debt to GameStop and or somewhere I don't know where I, I'm just making the GameStop part up but um and I remember his mom saying like you know what you know be a man that somebody wants to marry I remember Nate hung up the phone and he was a little distraught and he told me what happened and I was thinking like in my head I was like am I stupid because I still want to marry him even though he has debt because to me, I, I like, you know, I think anything is possible if you are working as a team. Like, for any marriage, if Nate and I put our heads together, we can move to Germany tomorrow. Even with COVID going on. Like, if we are on the same team, if we are working for one common goal, and we agree on it, and we know the steps to it, we can make it happen. Um, so, for the debt, um, you know, yes. I would marry someone. Well, I listen. I did marry someone debt. He married somebody with debt. So listen. I don't mean you should do it. That, I mean, again, like Nate said, the fruit is he responsible? Is she responsible? Or is she getting Victoria's Secret um, credit cards and not paying them off and spending three hundred dollars a month at Victoria's Secret but don't make enough? Uh, you got to. Or do, do they? Are they? Do they have a lot of debt? But then they have the money to pay off the debt, right? So and they, just spending just and using spending. the credit card to build their like credit. Our, our, no, 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 not even that. No, no, no. If if this person makes a hundred thousand a year, they have thirty thousand dollars in debt, but they just not paying off the debt. What does that tell you? That means the debt's not a big deal to them. So you have to find out. Okay, why is that? And then once you find that out, you say, okay, do I want to be a part of that? Do I want to be a part of the reason why they don't want to pay it off? Whatever it is. Or what are you willing to? deal with or what like Nate always says you find a job based on not what you like to do but what problems you like to solve so are you willing to help that person solve that problem and is that person willing to get rid of the debt together as a team so um but that's just us I I, I'm not like a, a guru we're not gurus but we are married and we know what it's like so anyway that's the end thank y'all for listening so much um and please tune in next week next week will be amazing my mom will be our guest star it's so exciting she's a star that's why i said guest star she's our guest star all right you guys this is a knot thank you so much for listening